Hi everyone, welcome to the Thrifted Threads podcast where we will be discussing the world of thrifting, fashion, and environmentalism. Here with us today is Maddie Collins, a student at CSU majoring in environmental engineering. Maddie, given your major, what did where did your interest in environmentalism come from? Um, it started kind of when I was younger. My parents really had an initiative for me to be outside and doing things in nature and I think also living abroad um, living in Europe for five years, I saw a lot more of an emphasis on environmental sustainability and practices like that, that kind of shaped who I was and like what I wanted to change about this world. Yeah. And as an environmentalist, can you explain the impacts of our society's current level of consumerism? And would you say this type of consumerism is common for most people? I think um, I have a somewhat narrowed mind of the general consumerism, but at least for the U.S. and countries similar to it, there's a big problem with overconsumption, which leads to overproduction, which then leads to extreme waste. And I think a lot of people in the past few years have had higher expectations for convenience. Um, And so that has to do with like, the use of single stream packaging and they need things to be ready for them whenever they want them and whatever they want ready for them and so that leads to kind of the consumers having a lot more control over the industry yeah i completely agree with that and focusing on the fashion industry in particular can you explain how textile consumerism in particular impacts the environment Yeah, um, it's definitely changing the fashion industry, the need for convenience and the higher expectations and the more like self-centered views of people have forced clothes to be cheaper, which then makes them be made cheaply in other countries, which is um, where human trafficking can come into that by using slave labor and also just using Um, labor that people are not getting paid enough and then the biggest issue is the waste that comes from the fashion industry whether that's the production and um, the production of a lot of the clothes leads to a lot of waste from the um, pieces that weren't used and then pieces that are faulty and then with the fast fashion industry just going through clothes a lot sooner yeah that makes sense and I know that some might argue that our current textile consumerism and just consumerism as a whole is beneficial for the economy, um, and that outweighs any potential environmental implications. How would you argue against that? I would say that um, sustainability as a whole is a balance of environmental, economic, and social components. And to be in equilibrium, you need to have them all kind of on the same playing field. And once you start prioritizing something like economics, then the environmental side starts to fall behind, which then pulls the social side and then eventually pulls the economic. And we've seen with um, a lot of environmental disasters in the past that they directly lead to economic collapses. And those are common after natural disasters, which will become a lot more prevalent as the environment gets worse. Yeah, and you mentioned the social side of that. So for the social side of this affordable and accessible consumerism 
and especially with fast fashion brands that pose themselves to be um, very like women empowering, how would you argue against that in reality? So yeah, I think the whole idea behind the women empowerment and providing jobs to women in these other countries is true in a sense that they are providing jobs, but these are not jobs that these women want to have. They're not jobs that these women ask for. And a lot of times these women don't even choose these jobs. Um, a major component of that is um, slave labor and due to human trafficking in a lot of countries. And a big thing with the empowerment and like bringing women to the workforce is there needs to be some allocation of their normal duties um, and figuring those out because in a lot of countries when the women go to work then they're no longer at home like they always have been and so then they have to have child care they have to be able to still do all the duties that those um, their families expect of them and it ends up leading to worse living conditions for these women because they're having to do a lot more and work in bad environments and then come home to spouses that are unhappy with either dinner not being made or the kids being restless and it ends up hurting these women a lot more than bringing a job would. Yeah and would you say that that could be alleviated through not even jobs for those women but just for us as consumers to be purchasing from more sustainable brands would that bring in that social justice aspect? Yeah, I think a big component is doing your research of brands um, and really knowing like where they have their labor from, like what the labor laws are in that area, um, what their practices are, their employers, um, and seeing how people generally think of that company in the places where the people are traditionally employed. So while some companies might be super popular in the U.S., if you go to, let's say, Bangladesh, where a lot of textiles are made, those people in that area have an awful view of that company because all they know is hardships and horrible conditions. Yeah, and I know these sustainable brands usually are more pricey. Do you think that there's a way in our future for society to produce affordable and accessible clothes that are also sustainable and socially um, adequate at the same time? I think with anything that is um, more environmentally friendly and more and ethically sustainable, it comes with a green premium. So there is that added cost, but you need to be putting that money into these companies so that they can put that money into their employers and put them into good practices. And I think it is possible to have affordable, sustainable clothing. I think the reason that there aren't many options now is because a lot of those companies are a lot smaller and the companies that have the abilities to make massively produce sustainable clothing choose not to because they don't have a clientele that cares enough. And so I think letting these corporations know that you do care and that you do want to see change will lead to a lot of and how do you think that's done for us to show those companies that we do care? I think um, a big thing is calling out these companies, um, especially those that like to greenwash and make it seem like they care about the environment because it's trendy right now. Um, and then I think your money says a lot. So 
stop supporting these big companies and start putting money into companies that are doing things sustainably. And for example, Patagonia had a um, thing a few years ago where they had a campaign that they, instead of advertising their clothes, they had an advertisement that said, don't buy our clothes. And it was pretty much saying, stop buying new items, keep the items you have, like they're meant to last you a lifetime. Um, and their sales actually doubled that year um, because people decided to stop buying jackets that maybe don't even last a few months and buy a jacket that will last for the rest of their life. That's really interesting. Do you think that was like a genuine branding technique or do you think that that was unintentional? Um, I think there definitely are teams behind companies that big that do think about what people want to hear. Um, but I think that company also does pride themselves in having items that last lifetime and items that um, are sustainably made in a sense. And that's why they have programs like Patagonia always allows you to bring in items to get fixed rather than just trading them in for something new or reselling them back to the company. Um, you can just get things fixed. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, and for right now, with where we are right now, what can we do to most effectively reduce our own carbon footprints with textile consumerism? And do you think that thrift shopping really makes a difference with this? Yeah, I think right now the biggest thing is just buying from brands that are reputable. Um, so doing your research and educating yourself. Um, another big component is just buying less, repairing more, upcycling clothes, and then, yeah, donating, so, and also buying secondhand, um, which can be done in a lot of different ways. There are thrift stores or garage and estate sales or just buying from friends that are want to sell their clothes. Um, I think thrifting can play a big part in reducing the demand, which will then reduce the supply of all these extra textiles. But thrifting does come with its own challenges. Um as like it's become more trendy and so it's causing the price to go up and them to only select certain items to buy from people and it's kind of turning thrifting into what the issue is with the current textile industry. Yeah, and would you say that that's more of like a gentrification of the thrift stores and are there certain items that we should avoid thrifting to help out people that actually do need them? Yes, I do definitely think um, the gentrification plays a major part and it's almost as if fast fashion has entered into the thrifting industry in the sense that people will buy thrifted clothes now and then in a year they will be on to some other item. Um, and I think doing that has like caused the prices to go up of a lot of thrift stores. Um, so I think buying from or supporting thrift stores that actually have causes behind them and ones that aren't going to change their prices based on the clientele. Um, I think I've seen a lot of thrift stores in the past now target to the upper class individuals and only selecting certain things, um, which causes other thrift stores to follow in their path. Um, I don't know exactly 
what I would say to avoid necessarily. I think the same as anything, just don't overconsume from these places um, and just buy what you need and let people who need to be shopping there be able to get what they need to. Yeah, I completely agree. And for your own, from your own thrifting experiences, um, before we wrap this episode up, can you share with our audience your favorite thrifted piece that you have in your closet right now and what your go-to thrift store is? I think my favorite thrifted item is a practically brand new pair of Chacos um, that I got for like $5. Um, and they were barely worn, didn't even have treads on them. So that was super sick. And then my go-to thrift store is probably, for Fort Collins at least, Eco Thrift, um, just because I like what the company does with their stuff and I, they have a lot of items and they take pretty much everything and I've got a lot of cool stuff from them, so yeah. Okay, that's awesome. And then finally, what is one, if it's even if it's minor way for our audience to act more sustainably just on, in their everyday lives? I think the biggest thing is just educating yourself um, and checking yourself before you do things. So whether that's when you're about to buy something, um, think, do I really need this? Am I gonna wear this like enough? Um, is it worth it? Um, and is this company worth it? Okay, yeah, that's great. Thank you so much, Maddie. I appreciate you taking the time to share your knowledge and I'm sure our listeners learned a lot. I definitely did. And thank you to everyone who tuned into this episode of Thrifted Threads and keep an eye out for more episodes to come in the future. Thank you. Bye.